hey, it's Lola here. This isn't your usual podcast. So you may know that on Monday we made the call to pull and postpone our scheduled episode with the wonderful Jen Fontaine out of respect to what's going on in America and in support of George Floyd. And I just checked in with Jen because she lives in LA and we spoke and as we were speaking there were helicopters going over the top of her house, curfew had locked in and looting was very, very real for her. And she offered to jump on here and just have a chat about the current climate in America, what she has personally experienced and share a little bit of insight from her perspective. I need to preface this podcast with I am not educated enough to be speaking about these issues in depth, but I do believe that I have a responsibility to have uncomfortable conversations on this platform in a bid to shine a light on things that need to have a light shone on them. And it's the very least that I can do. I'd like to thank Jen Fontaine for being brave enough to open up and share. And I really urge everybody who listens to this to do what I'm about to do and just keep educating yourself on this because Black Lives Matter and this is such a layered issue that has been going on for way, way, way too long. I hope that you gain something from this chat. I understand that we are both white Australians having this chat and have had a very privileged life. But like I said, the least that I can do is shine a light onto this very serious issue and something has got to change. Thanks. So I want to say a big thank you for Jen Fontaine for coming on the show. This is technically a second episode even though we have already got you coming out on the podcast but in light of everything that's going on in America right now, it just seems right to share a a voice from somebody who's there experiencing it. First of all, thank you and second of all, can you let us know what's going on? Are you okay? Like I know we've spoken a few times and it sounds really pretty confronting and traumatic to be honest. It is. Thanks, Lola. I mean, I I, I was kind of grappling to how, how you even describe this because at the end of the day um, it's really challenging times and particularly really at the end we have to shed a light and listen and learn to listen um, and and understand that for now it really is about Black Lives Matter. Let's not complicate it to anything else and say that it's, you know, racism across different creeds. It, this particular issue is about black lives and they matter. And um, I've been trying to understand how do I vocalise it because, you know, Lola, I'm an Australian like you and I'm, but I'm living here in America. Um, I'm not even in a position to vote 
because I'm not a green card. I'm an O1. And so for me, I have to try and process this and be part of the conversation and understand that I'd like to call this a protest and yes the word right is used and and it's um and it's been used by Martin Luther King and and many other um you know uh, people that that are trying to shed light on on what's been an issue of centuries not today in 2020 but an issue you know that stemmed from 401 years ago from the arrival of the first slaves to 155 years ago with the emancipation of slavery. But, you know, yeah. how how far has this country progressed? And I've been really turning um, to obviously uh, other um, African-American leaders that have a voice and we were, and I, and as you know, Lola, I'm from the music industry, so I have to look and think, well, what does the music industry do to shed light and obviously, um, and I'm sure we'll touch on this, but for me I think we have to look at this and and understand that music um, has always spoken about minority. It's spoken about difficult times in life, war and, and now this uh, in 2020 um, because of the wrongful deaths and the brutal deaths, nine minutes deaths for George uh, Floyd and, and and other examples of that, and and I sat uh, watching television, and I I finally watched that footage, and clearly, I I did it's cry, so and, and I was fearful for um, the state of the community. Um, so there's a lot to be said, but I think we need to be very mindful: is that we are white, and yes. we are um, the uh, of a privilege um, where we don't have to fear when we wake up in a morning time, will there be violence? Um, Will there be bigotry? Um, Will there be hatred? Um, What does my future look like? Will I actually live and achieve my dreams or will I truly only live for how long? Oh, it's so, and and this is the thing, I'm so glad that you're speaking to um, what's happening and i'm and you mentioned george floyd but that's one of so it's, many things that we don't know about that go on like i really when i was quickly preparing to chat to you i started to research and just since something like february we're talking george floyd brianna taylor armored mm. arbery and mm. This is unarmed people being murdered. Like this is really mm. scary and it's so heartbreaking to think that this is something that goes on in 2020. Well, like, it is. And, do you know, back just only take it back four and a bit years ago, you know, in 2016 when, when you know, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, the 49ers football qu- quarterback, um, took to one knee um, when the US anthem um, was played pre-match, it was considered hugely disrespectful. But now that same, you know, I guess, you know, even other good police officers is such a complicated and layered uh, component to all of this. Um, I, shall we say um, the people that really took, the police officers that took the oath to serve and protect the community are now joining 
many of those protesters is on yes. one knee. And so I feel that like how that was, there was such a huge coverage in the press, Lola, around that time. We were just moving to America when, when, when Colin was making that stand. And now it seems that, you know, that was, that was not reactionary. He was pleading, pleading for his fellow black community to be heard. He wants to be heard. And that's the one component for me now. Again, I just have to stress, I am not an expert. I am just a member of the community trying to talk to my son, trying to understand I'm a pretty jovial person that when I went to the supermarket two days ago and smiled with my mask on, pray tell as well, it's not it's such a complex time over here where we're not, we're in still in stay home, I guess, uh, you know, some form of uh, lockdown. And I tried to smile and I, I just am heartbroken. But our job's not to be heartbroken. Our job's not to shy away from this. Um, incredible mus- musicians, Ryan Tedder. There's been so many people on social media. Look at the sports stars, LeBron James, who gave an example of the peaceful protest in Colorado and the fact that we need to look at this. Sadly, we have to look at, at a lot of people in pu- the public eye, but also wonderful members of other services because it's a very confusing time um, and polarising time with the president. Um, and we're heading into elections. So this is so, so multi-leveled. Um, but I, I think it, the more we can listen and, and I asked, you know, black friends and, and other members of the community, how can we help? And it is so, so key to make sure that we express that black lives matter. Def- and definitely. we have to petition for justice with George Floyd, the change or, change.org. have got about 8.5 million um, messages of support and donations. This is the sort of thing we have to do. And and I think, you know, you might be aware the music community around the world tomorrow here in America today for you in Australia um, you know, has gone dark um, to to help respond to this plea and to help try and bring a stronger voice to the community. Yeah, I well, I love that you've spoken about the um, the music community because I think in these kind of really. Yes, definitely polarizing times, but confronting times. It's the arts that that speak to humanity, and mm-hmm. I think that this. Yes, this is super layered, but this is the reason why I think we're having this discussion. Is it is a call to humanity, and I and I watched. Uh, got up at five a.m. this morning to watch an Insta live um, with Americans on the ground at the moment, and they said to the. Um, to the audience, how often do you think a black person faces racism? And I thought, mm. oh, once a day, like at most. I was like, this is literally what I thought this morning. So I'm very mm. ignorant and I were the first to say that. And I thought, oh, once a day. And the stats are in a black person faces racism eight times a day minimum. Mm. Like and that's the norm. Yeah. You know, yeah, we don't even read like yeah, we don't even think about it. It's not something, and, and it's not that we don't, we've never needed to think about it. I mean, like, and, and that's why I want to be really clear, like, you know, we're both white, we're Australian, we're super, super privileged, but mm-hmm. if we can do anything, can we please just shine a light on 
how and, and give it just give a voice and and when I was researching researching so I was like how on earth can we help and I found there's this really awesome insta page and it's called mm. good 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 co and it literally says like how can I help how can I practice and it really comes down to educating yourself having your own voice and I also think having a really honest conversation with yourself because we've been raised in a in a way in which you know we have been treated so well and and just because of the color of our skin and I think it's 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 it was a really eye-opening thing that I watched this morning because I was like shit like am I racist just because I've grown up privileged like no we just I, I think that the the difference is is that we we haven't lent a voice um when that community has been unheard and maybe that totally. is unheard around the eight times a day that's a statistic that's just horrific but I'm confronted to even hear that I'm confronted that really are we surprised about the brutality uh, and and what George had to suffer and the unnecessary pain and to cry for his mother um this is this is happening and it's happened for many, many years, yes. decades and centuries. But do you know the difference, Lola? It was filmed. Yes. So yeah. today it's about the fact that, you know, thankfully the phone is there to back up the story, to not question in doubt those that are guilty. Justice needs to be served for George and for those. If you commit this crime, the, the country must and the system must be there to hold people accountable. And and also, and, and that doesn't mean if they're policemen or, or, or anyone, it means man for man, woman for woman, whatever that is. But look, it's such a deep, deep issue because yeah. I think honestly, America's biggest problem is that the largest problems don't get solved. Yeah. And you could take that to racism, you can take that to uh, not allowing uh, equality amongst uh, the black community. Um, dare, don't get me started on guns. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have to stay true to what this really is about. And it is about holding members of the community, even in power, accountable for their wrongs, because that is truthfully what it is. And, you know, the other Part of it is that there are so many members of this great country. It's a great country, but it is broken. And the system of democracy is not working at as such a, a, a good system because there's not enough voters of and, and like diverse think- communities. And I think that's what yeah. it is, is we have to educate the black people to go to the polls and yes. everyone, the minority groups, everyone. But, you know, the problem is, is when you're talking centuries of oppression, it's very hard to think yeah. that your voice will make a difference. It's so complex. And like you mentioned earlier, layered. And when I think of America, like I, I love America, I think, you know, one of the mottos and slogans is, land of the free, Mm. you know, and it's just that one thing that I want to really make sure is that we're using this platform to have uncomfortable conversations, to bring a voice and, and, and shine a light on something that needs, it needs to be spoken about, even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, 
I think one thing I just wanted to ask you, and I know you said you'd rather call it rather than looting, rioting, but I feel like there's quite a difference between, from what I've seen, protesting and looting because, I, I, like, I don't, I, there's a lot well, of watching videos, there's a lot of white people looting. You know? Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, um, I was reading the news and I wrote uh, down that, you know, obviously we should condemn the looters but and they're taking advantage, um, you know, of the minority and they shouldn't tarnish the anger and the pain that this minority is feeling. Um, so, look, you know, I can't condone that and I think it's difficult to see and, and yes, news is watching um, those components but it, it really is an expression of anger um, and, and we have to understand that um, perhaps it's th- this drama of the extra element of looting and 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 I don't condone violence of violence of any nature, but it's got to that place where they really need to make a stand. And so it can be peacefully done. It can be done. I've I've witnessed some incredible moments. Um, you know, with with uh, the law, with the even the National Guard that's, you know, there's National Guard in my suburb um, this evening um, just near Santa Monica and, and Palisades. But at the end of the day, we're safe. You know, we don't live in a difficult place. And, again, I stress I'm not black. Um, but I really, really believe that we can't allow um, this community to be silenced anymore um, and that true freedom has to come and that justice has to be delivered to everyone. Um, but we have to allow everyone to feel loved and to feel uh, that they um, are, have um, meaning and, and, um, and a future. And I just, you know, I was at my son's school. They've been sending out a lot of emails for counselling and, um, you know, for for to to counsel the mental health of all the kids. And I think that's really important because um, it's going to be the next generation that hopefully allows a finer, um, you know, voice. And and I do hope more than anything that uh, the kids are the ones that will start to commence voting. Uh, because oh, bra- yeah. breaking the practices of um, some of the middle-aged um, communities, it's not going to change. And so yeah. we have to get the younger generation ready to understand the value of their votes. Big time, big, big, big time. Do, can you just for when I spoke to you yesterday, I think you'd said like um, at your, the, oh, sorry, the day the first curfew kind of mm. cracked in, I'd seen some footage of the Grove had been completely looted. You're really close to Santa Monica, that famous Santa Monica mall. Had, Third had Street, been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like um, just overnight seeing on my friends' Instagrams like New York and I think um, it is, it, and I know that it's not just about the looting but it does like you're, we're seeing footage of cars on fire, tear gas, um, mm. police shooting with rubber bullets and there's some really horrific footage of police cars like driving into people and pretty horrible is is it I guess I just one my heart goes out to you because you're there and I know you're safe now but when that initially started to happen it's it feels very 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 real watching it from a distance yeah it does I think I think it's just you gotta remember too that the black communities have also between the blacks and Latinos, they've been the highest uh, impact on around COVID. And so, statistically, yes. um, is it because you know they haven't 
haven't got the the right healthcare or have they not been able to social distance as much as as we all have you know so those communities and particularly the black have already been in, in such a really difficult time for the last three and a half four months you know and and we touched on when we were just you know connecting our mics that we're still not really out of I guess some form of lockdown there's nothing been you know we're allowed to use the beaches and we start we're allowed to hike now but it's still really tenuous times so I think you know it just has come at this really challenging time and I, I was I was a little flat to, because I felt like you know for a moment there and and seeing the George Floyd footage is that had we learnt nothing whilst we're in lockdown like wasn't yeah. this like when you think about all these wonderful things that we've all got on our phones and our Instagrams and you've got this incredible community and you use your voice for good but like have we learnt nothing about this incredibly t- difficult time for the world and for any nationality mm. and but do you know what maybe it's because we're at our rawest that we've got to be exposed to the next level of raw, and that is helping an oppressed minority become able to have a future. You know, when you see on Instagram a police officer asking a little black boy, you know, what do you aspire to be, you know, for what do you want to do when you're older? And the little boy says, be alive. Oh, I, I just... Yeah. I can't, it's unfathomable. All yeah. I can say is I'm a mum. All I can say is I, I'm trying to do my best to integrate in society and respect everyone and my heart breaks for the black community and I don't feel like I'll ever, ever um, be able to truly understand. But I just go back to we have to listen, we have to understand, we have to make a cause and, 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 a, and a process for change. Yeah, because if we don't change this, I don't understand why we're we're even talking to this degree at, in 2020. But we are, because there's been an incredible suffering. Yeah, there's. It's like you said, it is so layered. Like I really dove deep before this podcast, and mm. in America with mass incarceration. I literally there's an amazing documentary called The 13th that's on Netflix and there's more black mm-hmm. Americans in jail than there were slaves in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Like and so it's a mon- it's also a monetized system and so but, you just think man like it, there are pen- so many layers to this and potentially wrongfully accused. Of course. You know, in many oh, ways. Absolutely. So it's it's really it's really something that we have to um, better understand, and I, I feel all I can, all I just go back to is, is we have to listen, we have to make change, and maybe in our very small way, um, that change comes with um, a day of respectful silence, um, you know, here in the community, um, because at the end of the day, um, for a very long time, some of the most talented um, artists have been black and have given Absolutely. their soul. And their greatest, um, you know, component and and uh, of of the greatest music ever written and ever performed, and some of the totally. greatest voices. You are one hundred percent on, and this is where it almost comes back down to I think like the hope that the arts can bring. And it was it's so nice to see the music world being on the forefront of stepping forward and saying 
the show must be paused, Black Lives mm. Matter. And 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 for me, someone who studies acting, I can see how much actors are feeling it and, and also doing good. And I just think mm. arts speak to humanity and that's that that's where I think the hope is. But I think after I, I thought, how do I, how do we like even this conversation as confronting it as it is, what, how can we leave people going? There is hope. And I just think there is work to be done. We can be calmly powerful. And yes, there needs to be a light shone on this. And just hopefully our conversation has done that even in a, in a minute way. But I also, feel like it's a minute way and I'm not suggesting that it's not. I think it's amazing that you're willing to 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 chat about this and um and again I wish I sort of really nearly wished that we could have even more people commenting and, and other friends and other, you know, um friends here that are that are black that have got to go through those possible eight times a day um mm. component. But more than anything, you know, it's a really complex time. It's November elections here in America. Mm. Um it means that we're going to have you know, the community is going to have a lot of difficult choices to make um, with a lot of noise that that deflects away from the primary issues, you know, and I'm not trying to be negative, but um, there is a part that we have to acknowledge that the system is broken. Um, I don't have the answers, Lola, but, um, you know, it's not as simple as just it's, you know, uh, an event a couple of weeks of exposure and then we all walk walk away. And I guess that's the biggest part of it for me is just trying to understand that the biggest problems in this country don't get solved. Is it the country and land of opportunity? My word, it is. Are there wonderful people? Absolutely. Yeah. The nature and the beauty of this country is extraordinary, but we have to go deeper. And it's time for justice, you know. It's time. Mm. It is time, like you just said. It's completely time. We need to combat racism and it is so ingrained in American history, obviously in Australian history in a different way as well. I'm I think it's ingrained in that. Australia. No, I don't want to. I mean, obviously for me I just want to touch on the fact it's not to say that, um, you know, we, I think we haven't, uh, we haven't, um, done our best by our Indigenous community in Australia. We haven't officially said a a, a sorry that is um, of of note. Um, I think we have our own set of complex problems. But for now this conversation is focused um, with the light on America and and for anyone that has uh, been born with black skin what does that mean? Because they're really human. They have the same heart, the same things that we have and the same sense of hope and we are not born to hate. It's taught. So we must find the process of change around that. Thank you so much for sharing your honest and open heart with us and being very... very brave today to come on, so I really appreciate that. And I think at, at the end of this, and I don't, I don't want to sound all whimsical and ethereal, which I love to dip into, <laughs> but if we can find a sense of hope and if that comes through speaking up and mm. shining a light on this, well then, you know, that's the yeah. way forward. And I think, you know, I, I just keep, I keep my mantra around this is there's more work to be done. 
from my own understanding and education, but on a, on a global scale, there is work to be done. Yeah, well, for now, we have to petition for justice for George Floyd and we have yeah. to donate to Black Lives Matter. So I, I would I encourage anyone uh, and any of your listeners to, to, to look at the pages and educate yourself and really understand because I know everyone that follows you has great empathy um, and, you know, we need to use that empathy to education and to um, forcing change, and that's not always easy. Thank you so much. And, guys, if you do want to learn about that, the really good Instagram page is Good Good Co. If you just want to learn, educate yourself, and there's a Netflix documentary called The 13th. Jen Fontaine, you are wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much. I I literally can't thank you. No one can see. I'm holding my hand on my heart here. I can't thank you enough for sharing today. And please, please stay safe. Big love to you and your son, Maxwell. Thanks, Lola. Thank you for having me again.